Hi, this is Michelle Weidenbenner with Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up. We never let go of our children, but we let go of the chaos and the shame and the guilt that keep us trapped in a difficult, difficult spot. If you're here, it's because you're the mom of an addicted loved one. You're not alone. I run a private Facebook group at Moms Letting Go with no spaces. If you're not in the group, I invite you to join because healing happens in our community. If this is a podcast that resonates with you and you are gaining something from listening, um, if you're finding support and strength and courage, please leave a review so other moms can find us here. And if you are a learner, if you are somebody who wants to do more, be more, um, join, uh, take a course at momslettinggo.teachable.com and something brand new that I will be launching in February is a community. Okay, so it's a subscription community that will have education, support, addiction speakers, accountability mentors, Bible studies, book studies, and we'll be in a community with moms like you who want to heal, but want to learn how to do the right thing, right? And and they are committed to working intentionally on themselves because when we recover, we bring hope to our children that they can recover too. If you are interested in being added to the membership list, go to michelleweidenbenner.com backsplash membership interest list backsplash. And I will leave it in the show notes so that if this is something that you want to know more about, you will be put on the list and I will communicate when things are up and going and you will have the opportunity to become a founding member. Today, I am going to be talking about hope. Hope. Having only positive expectations. That's what I'm going to talk about. Or having only positive energy, right? Because it's all that negative energy that just leaves us trapped in fear and worry. And it just takes away our good health. And so hope, I am called the chief hope builder, and I love that because um, that's all we have sometimes as moms of addicted loved ones, right, is hope. And just to share a little bit about me um, and where my mind is at, my goal, my goal is to empower one million moms to get into recovery by 2025, And I'm talking about moms of addicted loved ones, not those who are using drugs or alcohol, but those moms who are trying to cope with the loss of having a child in addiction, okay? And so moms need to recover, right? So recovery means that we guard our self-care. We learn how to set healthy boundaries without anger, And we get good at listening calmly with empathy and love to our addicted loved one, even though we want to scream, stop doing what you're doing, right? And so it takes practice and it takes a team and it takes a community 
to um, bring us support and and hope and help. Um, but I want to empower one million moms to get into self-care recovery by 2025. And trust me, there's probably at least five million moms of addicted loved ones. So um, my goal could be even loftier. But for today, that's where I'm at. And thank you for listening because if you're here, then you are one of those million that I get to empower and it brings me joy. Wouldn't it be awesome if every single one of our children were in recovery? Yeah, yes, but unfortunately we can't control their choices. So the only thing we can choose is our own recovery. And so that's why I'm doing what I do. One person can make a difference, that'd be me, right? But if I empower a million moms like you, we can start a movement and I'm all about doing that. So welcome, welcome to today's show, um, and I hope that you will garner something from this um, short little podcast about hope. And how do you find hope, right? How do you find hope when you feel hopeless? What helps you cope with negative thoughts? I want you to think about that, right? And I have some suggestions. I have some ideas today. I think I have six of them. Um, and, and maybe um, some of them you have tried, and maybe some of them you will try. Um, and I would love to hear from you if there is one that really works for you that I don't include here today. You can always find me at uh, Facebook or um, Michelle at MichelleWeidenbenner.com. And just send me an email if you can figure out how to spell it, right? <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so hope, what are you going to do? So we have to intentionally commit, intentionally commit to finding hope. And so with that, I'm going to share some ideas. And idea one is to know the steps for a clear path. So journal, write down the steps that you feel you need to take to get to where you want to be, right? And so where you want to be might be different than where I want to be. So your step one, what is your goal? What is your goal to feel more hopeful? Is it to sleep more at night? Is it to... um, focus on maybe a new hobby? Is it to eat healthier, exercise more? You know, like, what is your goal to um, being able to complete what you need to complete in your life to instill hope? So how will you accomplish that? Because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right? So we want to have a plan, and that's step one. There must be intentionality and commitment. So what does that look like for you? What's your step one? Um, idea two is when you're feeling hopeless in the moment, do one thing that lifts you up. So what would that look like for you? So for me, I love to listen to worship songs on the radio when I'm cleaning, when I'm driving, and Sometimes I will come away from that um, opportunity of listening to music with like a Bible verse or a phrase. 
and um, it will it will just help me power through, right? Um, that's one way. But one thing I want to <laughs> advise you. So my mom died at the end of April in 2020, and my dad. He's 88, and I would call him like every day. We don't live close, but I would call him, how you doing? And he's like, oh my goodness, I'm listening to country music, and I never realized how sad all the stories were. He says, I'm crying all day long. And I'm like, dad, 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 why are you listening to country music? Of course you're going to cry. They are sad stories. Now, they're not all sad stories. But my point is this, if you're going to listen to worship music or country music or whatever kind of music you prefer, um, there are two two different keys. Um, There's a major and a minor key that songs are played in. And maybe this is something that you know, but I learned this because I've played the piano for years. Um, Major keys, songs that are major keys are happy. They make us feel happy, but songs that are set in minor keys are sad. And if you're not musically inclined, you might not even know, like, well, what's major key and what's a minor key? But it's just something to pay attention to. If a song is really ripping out your heart, it's probably in a minor key. So my advice would be to try to listen to something more uplifting. But again, it's so personal. So idea two would just be like, what is it? What is that one thing that lifts you up? Um, Another thing for me is to play pickleball. It's to walk. It's to enjoy nature, um, lift weights. Like those kind of things lift me up. But maybe for you or write, you know, I love to write and the creativity, typically just creating will help me deter my mind from the hopelessness feeling. Um, Idea three, look for positive mentors or accountability partners to speak into your life. Um, So often I see moms who are just so distraught, right? And they know they're stuck And they read up on addiction and they want to change, but they don't put it to action because it takes work, right? Well, find those people who can lift you up, who are um, positive, who are pouring into you and helping you find accountability. Now, when I say accountability, I don't mean somebody who's going to nag you and say, Well, you said you were going to do this and you haven't done it. That's not accountability. Accountability is sharing your wins. Like, hey, what did you learn today? How do you feel about that? Way to go. Like you took time out to really pay attention to something new or, you know, so your accountability partner should be somebody who really believes in you and is vested in your growth, in your personal growth, right? And that's something that I hope to instill. I know I will instill in, I I try to do that in our free Facebook group, but also in our new subscription group that we'll be launching in February. So, um, you know, it's, it's those kind of people and influences in our life that we can reap huge benefits, right? Um, and, and same with this same type of idea theme is 
if you look for positive mentors or accountability partners, also listen and read stories of people in recovery because those people can be a huge transformational influence in your life, right? And so um, when you see a mom who used to be like you, maybe um, so distraught and hopeless, and who is now finding joy in different parts of her life um, and seeking that intentionally, you know, go to that mom and say, what are you doing? How will you help me find that for me? And um, really look into your growth mindset and how you can improve and find hope. And I am going to pause right here for a few minutes and I'll be right back with idea four, five, and six. Don't go away. Welcome back. I am talking about hope and how to find hope in your life. And I am going to move on to idea number four. And this is, this can be really, really fun. Acts of kindness. Did you know this? Acts of kindness triggers the release of serotonin. So it has an antidepressant effect. These acts actually calm stress and reduces, they reduce pain. So if you can look for ways to be kind to somebody in your community, um, in your sphere of influence, and intentionally uh, seek that, it can have a very hopeful feeling for you. So I remember a friend of mine had lost, her husband left her for another woman, and her her only child lived far away. Her only grandchild lived far away, and she was kind of a recluse. But yet I could tell, we would walk in the morning, and I could tell she had such a big heart. And I said to her one day, um, have you ever thought about being a big sister? And she said, oh my gosh, no, I never thought about that. And I said, well, I just look at you and I think how much you have to offer someone. And um, she had birds that she just loved. And she, um, she, she had a lot of interest and she was very worldly. But she didn't have too many people in her life. And I could tell that she was depressed. And I, I just dropped that little hint. And like six months later, I got a little note from her. And she said, do you know that after you said that, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I looked to see if we had that program in our community, and we did. And there was such a need that I became, I got trained and I became a big sister. And I have a little sister now, and I'm really enjoying her. And I was like, wow, you know, so, so we never know um, where our influence could bring joy to our lives, right? And so my idea for is just to kind of think about your passions and, you know, other people, do they tell you you're a really good listener? Do they tell you you're a good teacher? You know, what is it that, that you are good at that you can just do now? <laughs> I don't, I'm not talking about giving up a whole lot more of your time because if you're like me, it's like, whoa. 
yeah, I'm already doing enough. But there are acts of kindness that you can do that are in your skill set that don't take a huge amount of time. And maybe that's just, you know, one morning when you're baking banana bread on a Saturday, you decide to make two loaves and um, bring a loaf to somebody who you know would appreciate it. So it, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but think about how you can do something, act of kindness. Um, it gets your mind, and, and not for your addicted loved one necessarily. I'm not saying you can't do it for that person, but um, your act of kindness should be for um, somebody other than the person that you are trying to um, heal from, right? And, and, and not ignore, but just to heal from. And so sometimes when we do acts of kindness for our addicted loved ones, um, it doesn't bring us uh, a release of positive serotonin feelings because um, we worry that we're enabling and um, we, we just have all these confusing thoughts. So keep it simple. Idea five is to be in the here and now, not the future practice mindfulness. So there are apps that actually will take you through mindfulness exercises. Search for them, go to Apple, um, search free mindfulness apps, read the reviews, find those that work for you. But when I say be in the here and now, please understand, like I'm a planner. I hate not planning for the future, right? Because uh, if we don't plan for the future, you know, we're going to, we're going to fail just like earlier in this little um, segment, you know, if you don't, if you fail to plan, plan on failing. Now that's not what I'm talking about, but what I'm talking about is sometimes we will worry, oh my goodness, New Year's Eve is coming what is my addicted loved one going to be doing? Like we look into the future and we worry about their actions and their choices and, um, or they're going to be getting out of jail. I don't know where they're going to be living. And we just obsess and worry, right? And then sometimes it doesn't even, it doesn't even happen. So all that energy that we worried about something happening doesn't happen. And we never take time to look back and think, well, that was a waste of time, right? So my point in saying be in the here and now is um, to ground yourself and be present. So sometimes what I do, this is just another um, example of that. Um, sometimes, especially when I'm driving, I feel like um, if I don't have spiritual music on, and even sometimes if I do, um, my mind can drift into places where I don't want it to go. And maybe you've done this, like you end up at your destination and you don't even remember like getting there, driving there, which road you turned on. Like it's just so automatic. So one way to ground me in the here and now is I will look around me and I will think about all my senses, okay? Um, Sight, sound, touch, um, taste. I will think about what I'm hearing. Oh, wow. I hear a dog barking in the distance. Um, I hear somebody's got a really loud um, um, motor or um, music, bass, the bass is up. And I sometimes will even talk to myself like, oh, I see the naked trees right now. 
because it's winter. So then I will think about winter and I will wonder about how all those green leaves will come out in the spring. And I just look around and think of my senses and what I'm smelling at the moment, what I'm tasting in the moment. And I'll even look at like a red stop sign and say, oh, it's red. And the the stop sign is really smooth or, oh my goodness, there's ice all over it. So it's probably very cold and bumpy. And I mean, do you just think I'm an idiot right now? Like, it sounds silly. I get it. But this is a way to ground yourself in the present and to have be in the present and, and to practice mindfulness. Um, okay, so let's go on to step or idea six, idea six, stop judging ourselves. How would you treat someone else in your shoes? If your friend was so distraught and anxious about something, right? Um, would you be kind to her? Would you be kind to him? Would you offer her that loaf of banana bread? Would you... Um, you know, listen without shooting her. And by that, I mean, well, you should do this and you should do that. Or something else I, I do, I try not to do now, but I used to do a lot was if somebody tells me something, I'm instantly thinking about what I'm going to say next, or I'm instantly thinking, oh, that happened to me once. Like I'm always about me and no, I'm not, I'm not. Um, the person that needs to be centered at that moment, right? So when you're listening to a friend, you listen to them. But if you're listening to yourself, you can treat yourself with kindness. You can treat yourself with compassion and empathy and grace. So give yourself a kind treatment. And what does that look like? And I don't mean just a manicure or a pedicure, right? I don't mean just that. I, yes, those are, those are healthy, but I mean in the mind space, in your head. Um, because like I talked to a mom the other day and her daughter was in intensive care and she was a diabetic. She is a diabetic and she had drank New Year's Eve and she was in ketoacidosis. And um, all of a sudden, the mom was talking about how her daughter was struggling because she abandoned them when they were kids and divorced their alcoholic father. And so now everything that her daughter was going through was her fault, even though her daughter was already 24 years old. And so sometimes, you know, we, we, beat ourselves up for things that aren't our fault or we just have to give ourselves grace and it's in these steps right it's in these steps that we can find hope so the ideas are hope builders right the steps are something that you have to take so i hope that something <laughs> There's that word ago, word again, having only positive expectations um, that we can stay positive and 
heal on the inside as well as the outside. And I hope that, you know, you will find something that works for you. And if you do, journal it, right? Write, it, write, down, write down your steps so that um, you can practice them intentionally and with focus and with commitment and see if that doesn't help your space and where you're at in your, in your journey with this difficult difficulty of having an addicted loved one. So I hope this has helped you. Again, if you um, find it helpful, tell a friend, leave us a review. That's how we're found. If you'd like to download my free book, it's at momsletinggo.com. And if you want to learn more about our new subscription to be immersed in a community where healing happens, you have partners who can speak truth and life into your life. Um, Check the show notes, michellewidenbenner.com backsplash membership interest list backsplash. Okay, I know it's a mouthful. So I look forward to serving you again. Until then, God bless.